Hello everybody and welcome back to the JDA Football Podcast. Now this week, it's been a hell of a week for football. Everton won 5-4 against Spurs in the FA Cup fifth round. Manchester United managed to just get through by the skin of the teeth. Aston Villa won against um, Arsenal, which Joe will be proud about. And a thriller at the weekend, Alex, wasn't it, between United and Everton? And yes. Bayern Munich won the FIFA Club World Cup. We'll come, all, we'll come on to that in all of this episode of this podcast. But first, I always say, how are you guys doing? But this week, I've decided to change it up. So it's not going to be a one-word answer. How are you not doing? No. <laughs> Good try, though. What is your highlight of your week been so far? Now, I'll give you some time to think, unless you know it straight away, because I've got one. But it's completely up to you guys. My highlight is that I made 80p. How? By spending 16 quid. What? Yeah. <laughs> is this a maths question? Because I, I, Alex, this no. is for you. I spent 16 quid and got 80p back did you, on the did you Nintendo on Switch shop. Oh. Oh, yeah. right. <laughs> Alex, what about you? Uh, wait, so it was my dog's birthday, yeah? Yeah. And I, I don't really do much about it, but uh, I got my dog an egg um, and she <laughs> liked it very much and she started licking my hands for about half an hour. Nice. Uh, was- my highlight... My island has been, so basically, my dad said to us at the start of the week, right, I've got you something because we're not going on holiday, so I've got you something quite special. Right, so I, I, I don't know. We were meant to be going to Lanzarote, I think, but that obviously got cancelled because of COVID. But yeah, we were meant to be going away, so he gets this present. The present comes, we're having tea. Next minute, we open the box. Everybody's thinking it's going to be something like good, like because it's in this white box, so we're thinking, well, what can this be? We open it. Cornish pasties, 10 of them, from Cornwall. <laughs> from Cornwall. And Dad was like, yeah, help, helping the local businesses out. And it's like, oh, great, Dad, thanks. But yeah, that, that was a surprise. Also, a also, Tracy Beaker's coming back. I might miss it because it's five o'clock. I need, I need to get on that. Are you guys watching it? No. Oh, my God. I might, I might have a quick look. I've <laughs> seen a lot of TikToks about him. Um, how all the the cast have grown up is a bit weird, so I might I might have a sneak peek at it. Yeah, there's a West Ham footballer in there as well. He's not actually a West Ham footballer though. He's an actor. Is it Pablo Fornals? No, oh. <laughs> he looks a bit like Diop though. So we'll have to see <laughs> if it is him in the end. <laughs> but yeah, let's. Uh, have you noticed my background, by the way? No. No. So for I the Spotify listeners, oh, for yeah. the Spotify listeners and the YouTube listeners who are you viewers who are confused so i've got the crew alex ball i'll give you a little insight for you too so this was signed by all the players in the 2013-14 season okay that's pretty sick got that we should do a penalty shootout with that nope <laughs> we can do it with a villa one though um match of the day book 50th anniversary and we have to have ronnie up on the wall for when he played for united just beautiful. Thank you, Alex, for my well, appreciation. I just got disrespected. <laughs> this is a plant. This is, that right there is a swimming thing or life saving. That's my dad's uh, bowls uh, thing when you play for Cheshire. Ooh. Um, that's another life saving thing. That's a plant. And then uh, Happy Chinese New Year because that's today and oh. there's uh, some cats. Yeah, definitely didn't have them the week before, Alex, did you? No, but it's Chinese bottle. New Year, so they, they mean more now. Go on, Joe, give us your room. <laughs> a water bottle. <laughs> Have a guess what this is. 
wardrobe in the, in the street. Vimto. Uh, Vimto. Well, it's Vimto squad. I, 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 was very, I was very disappointed. Not had Vimto in about three weeks. I, I don't know how I'm living. So this is Aldi's Sun Quench. It's actually pretty nice, but I it's not as good as Vimto. It is not as good as the Vimmers. But the yeah, that, that's what I'm having to live with at the moment. Right, let's get on to the footballing news. And let's start with the FA Cup, Alex. And there's only one place to start. Everton, 5-4 against Tottenham Hotspur. Take it, ahead. Go ahead. Well, I, I, I almost threw up about three times. Uh, I, I think I, I did throw up once, but it was like, do you know when you like... You kind of throw up, but you don't. It goes up. It goes up in your throat and then it goes down. Is it one of those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. So, we went 1-0 down. We started absolutely abysmally. Like, they scored in the first two minutes or something. They should have scored before that in the first with, um, I think it was Eric Lamella got a header and then Olsen made that fantastic save. But as soon as Davinson Sanchez's goal went in, I was like, it's just not our day. It's never our day in, in this sort of situation. But then Calvert-Lewin, I think um, his goal, Lloris probably should have saved. It was kind of straight iron and it went into the top corner. We were one all, And then from uh, from then, uh, almost up to the second half, where Lamella got a goal back, we were like uh, one-shot kill mode. And um, Richarlison got a goal. That was a very nice goal from him. And then uh, a penalty, which is very debatable. Um, I don't think Hoybjerg mean meant it. Um and then he obviously clipped uh, Calvert-Lewin and he went down in the box. Um, it's a bit of a, se- a sketchy penalty, but we went uh, into the um, second half 3-2 up. Uh, but then, obviously, the inevitable happened. They got another corner, shock, and uh, Davinson Sanchez, who's only scored once for Spurs, gets his second in the game, um, which uh, a bit weird. Uh, but then Richarlison gets uh, us ahead yet again with another great finish from a very tight angle. But then, uh, 83rd minute, I thought we'd won it, and then my heart drops with a, a back post header, yet again from a corner um, from Harry Kane. I know Vinicius um, was about to come on, and then Jose Mourinho told him not to come on, and it was all again a bit weird. Then uh, in the, I think it was like 104th minute, uh, Sigerson plays a delightful ball over the top to Bernard. I thought he was offside, um, but it wasn't clearly, and then we won it 5-4 and it was a very good night until we we saw the draw so yeah i heard um one of the commentators called bernard bernard <laughs> and i yeah, was just yeah. laughing so some of the commentating like, on that game was atrocious they were just repeatedly saying spurs were so good even though we were thrashing them at some point so weird. surprisingly spurs did come out and attack you though to an yeah, extent they were... yeah they actually played a quite nice football. Like, again, they just let us play and then hit us on the counter most of the time. But there was some build-up play that they had, which I hadn't seen from Spurs in a very long time. So it's a positive in a, in that respect. Dan, they also did score four goals and still managed to get knocked out of the FA Cup, which is uh, probably a big negative. Yeah. Would you say it's the best match of the season so far? Yes. <laughs> like, I, I've, I've watched a few matches, which probably... Uh, the game wise it's probably not like the, the best for creating chances but in terms of finishing chances and goals and the amount of goals that went in and when they went in it's probably the, the most exciting I've watched yeah I think for me one that could come close was the first first game week and it was Liverpool four, Leeds 4-3 yeah. that was a very good game but I think the Spurs Everton one was an, another yeah. level uh, but yeah, the next game was Wolves versus Southampton. 2-0 to Southampton in the end. 
Uh, I believe Danny Ings got the first goal and Stuart bit, Armstrong bit got a very, very weird goal, but it went in off the post. Uh, so yeah, Southampton went on to the next round. Uh, Barnsley got beat by Chelsea 1-0 with the Tammy Abraham goal. Uh, Reese James assist, which I packed this week. Future Stars card. Everybody, just sit down while I stand up. Anyway, says you. Says you. Um, I, 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 I play Kareem. Really I play Kareem. Right. Um, <laughs> Icon swaps today. <laughs> uh, Burnley played Bournemouth. Championship side Bournemouth, that is now. And lost 2-0. Um, Last championship side left, in it? Uh, yeah, I believe so. But... Yeah, but it's not good for Burnley, that is it, getting beat by a championship side. And I know Bournemouth are doing fairly well in the championship, but still, it's not a good outlook. Um, well, I'd say it's worse for Chelsea, uh, only winning 1-0. Against yeah. they, were, they were dreadful. I was watching yeah. them and they created like three chances in the in the entire second half and they were lucky not to concede about three. Kepper actually had a good game. When would you hear me say that, Kepper? <laughs> Barnsley played well, though. They, they pressed high up the pitch, didn't they? Yeah, Tommy Abraham cleared one off the line, I believe, as well. Yeah. Um, and it was it was very promising for Barnsley. I know they could be pushing for for the playoffs this season, but yeah. definitely a good signs for them. I didn't expect them their stadium to be that big. No. Because there used to be a League One side as well. So, so yeah, that's mad. Um, United played, or Man United played, West Ham United. Um, extra time. I don't know if anybody else watched the game, but I it's did. got to be the boringest game that I, I've watched this whole I season. I almost switched it off like three times. <laughs> I mean, when McTominay scored, I was straight out of my seat. I had the blanket on me, just threw it all over the place. I was, I, did, I even, do you know when he slid to the floor, Alex, for his celebration? Yeah, I even did that in front of the telly. I don't know why, but yeah, we we went through to the quarter. You could carpet in that room, did that not wreck? No, I had my trekkie bottoms on, so I sort of slid. I don't know how oh. though, but it's sort of wrecked, but not not a great deal. Uh, but yeah, Scott McTominay got the vital goal. Excellent. I believe that's his third goal in three matches. I think. Hasn't he got like seven this season, which is mad. Something like that. He, he's he is on form this season, as everyone's saying. He's adding adding goals to his game. Do you think he's not spoke about enough? Or do you reckon it's it because he's had a great season? It's it's debatable, but then again, like there's players like Suchek. Uh, who's scored yeah, just sure. as many goals as him, and like he kind of gets the same amount of attention. So it's kind of relative. But it, in terms of the the quality of player that he is, he doesn't get as, enough respect um, as some of the players who are like maybe even worse than him get. So uh, that's fair enough. Um, Swansea City played Manchester City, and it was three one in the end. I believe Gabriel Jesus got yet another goal. Sterling got a goal, and Phil Foden did. Phil Foden get a goal. No. no. Uh, who got Sterling, Jesus? Sterling, Jesus, and... I don't have a goal. I can't remember the third goal scorer. I know um, they nearly sc- Phil Foden nearly scored a goal, though, um, but it was cleared. It was cleared. So, I think uh, Walker came... Oh, it's Walker. It Walker. 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 Yeah, there yeah, we yeah. go. There. Walker came down the right. He crossed it in. This was, this was just a chance, and I believe Mendy was there for the tap-it. And Swansea's right back just managed to get it off the line. It was really good how he did it. Did you did you see their sense about like rugby tackle Raheem Sterling and oh yeah, they're number five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I saw the the actual Emirates FA Cup account put RKO over the thing when he threw him down (laughs) on his Instagram. Oh, it was immense. Uh, But yeah, City go on to the next round. Let's go on to the Premier League fixtures now. And I wanted to get your point of view for this one, Alex. Manchester United three, Everton three. Everton score. Two goals in three minutes. 
Yeah, I mean, um, first off, it was probably one of the the worst halves of football I've seen um, Everton play. Like definitely in a while, probably um, under Marco Silva, there was some worse. But I don't know what happened in the second half. But we we just kind of turned it on, uh, had a couple of attacks, and then scored two goals with um, Decore and and James Rodriguez. Two quite nice goals. I mean, um, De Gea definitely should have been doing better for the for the Decore goal. But the Hammers goal was was just great quality, and um, we got we got a bit unlucky to to fall behind. I know United did put a, a lot of pressure on us that we probably deserved to concede, but the way that we conceded was a bit a bit topsy turvy. Like I think it came off McTominay's shoulder, and then Olsen slips, and he just can't get to it. And then yeah, I'm not sure whether we just, United definitely deserved a bit more than they got. But in terms of like the goals we scored, like none of them were like VAR didn't do anything to to con- like any controversy in the game, and ultimately we scored three goals and got a point. So, and then the the final goal, I just pure limbs. Oh my god, I was annoyed at that. You say so, two goals in no, yeah, two goals in three minutes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what does that say about half. the United defense? <sighs> didn't start the second half very well. <laughs> that's what that's what it says. Weren't I'll awake, say. shall we say? Um, I think so. Yeah, we won that the first half definitely. The problem with you in the first half, and I think they pointed out on commentary with Gary Neville and Carragher, is you got the ball and Richardson was making the run on the left, but nobody was passing to it. Hammers was, or maybe Gilfie, it was Hammers though, uh, just passed it back to the left back, and ultimately that cost you one of the goals, I believe, that we scored. But yeah, you changed that in the second half. Uh, and then, yeah, obviously you got your goals. Um, I think that last goal, everybody was blaming Twanzebe. For me, Twanzebe makes the foul, fair enough. But Maguire plays everyone on side. Yeah. So for me, it was Maguire's fault in that instance. Um, Didn't he get a bit more abuse, which is uh, sad to see as well. Twanzebe, yeah. yeah. We'll come on to it later. But yeah, it, it's, that was like the third game in a row or something that he's played. And he's not done that well. And obviously... He's been racially abused online, which we will come to in a bit. Um, but yeah, ended up 3 all at Old Trafford. The next game was Newcastle United versus Southampton. 3-2 in the end. Minamino actually got a goal for Southampton in his first game. So did Joe Willock. It was a great game to watch, wasn't it, Alex? Yeah, I, I watched the whole thing. Um, I think it was more bad defending from Southampton than quality in the Newcastle side. The first goal uh, was very good. Um, uh, Willett got the first goal, didn't he? Uh, I think yeah. Ma- Maximan was running down the left and a, a really nice cutback to Joe Willett, to be fair. And then they go 1-0 up. Um, then Miguel Almiron, I think he gets two goals, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, and then I think it went 2-0 to Newcastle, 2-1 with the Minamino goal. And then some very bad, uh, awkward passing from um, Southampton's back line. I think um, McCarthy, he passes it to the centre-back. I think it was um, Stevens or something. And it was a, a, a very hospital pass. And then Almiron's just threw on goal and puts it away. Um, and Newcastle get the win. I think they get one... Uh, Southampton get one back. I'm not sure who scored it. James but... Ward-Prowse with an absolute banger of a oh, free yeah, kick, yeah, may free I just kick. add. I saw this thing online and it was saying... If you give Southampton free kicks, you're basically giving them penalties with James Ward-Prowse taking them. Yeah. He's an absolute bullet at taking them. Uh, Bednarek got an own goal. So what's that? So he's conceded a penalty and got a red card and got an own goal in his last two games, three games or something. Isn't it two own goals? 
Did he get two on go? Oh yeah, he got one against us as well. Yeah, so that's four things in his last. The guy triple captained him. Yeah, he got minus seventeen. Oh my god, that was like Jason level though, scoring two goals. Jeez, man. Um, but yeah. Newcastle won that one. Going on to your team now, Joe. Aston Villa won, Arsenal nil. I watched this game, but it's a big win for you, isn't it? Yeah, of course. We scored in the first 90 seconds and then just held out for the rest of the game. Um, I think that was due to us, like our pressure. Um, but I would like to see another goal. If we'd scored that quickly, it sort of shows that we could have gone on to get more. Yeah. So I'm disappointed in the sense of that, but it, at the end of the day, it's a, it's a W on the table and uh, three points. Yeah, after that uh, West Ham, uh, yeah, after that West Ham match where he lost three one, there was a lack of energy in that game, and I think Dean Smith and John Terry have gone into the players this week and said you need to work harder, and that ultimately was shown against Arsenal on Saturday. Um, so yeah, you got the three points, um, Alex. This decision. Uh, well, everybody can see it now. This decision uh, between Thomas Sojcek and uh, Alexander Mitrovic was given a red card by Mike Dean for so- Sojcek. It wasn't the end. Uh, it wasn't the end. Uh, what, how did he say? Overturned. Uh, overturned. Thank you, Alex. Um, and yeah, Sojcek, if you look at it in the motion, he's basically lifting his arm up, no intention of elbowing Mitrovic in the face. Um, and then Mitrovic goes down by the slightest of touches, like nothing big. Uh, and then Mike Dean shows red to Sojcek. Now, we'll come on to Mike Dean and what he's had to deal with this week. But it, they keep getting these decisions wrong and they keep getting overturned. What do they need to do? Just get it right, Joe. Yeah, it is tricky if you can't... Because for him to have not... Uh, for him to have given it, I think he won't have seen what's happened. But him because it was an off the ball incident, he won't have really seen what was going on, and he's just seen that he's made contact off the ball and he's been sent off for it. Um, but I think that's Mitrovic's fault there, he shouldn't have gone to ground so easily. Um, yeah, it's just hard to referee off the ball incidents when that's not the focus that you're looking at because you can't have eyes all around you, like it's more the linesman's job to yeah. monitor that sort of stuff and VAR at the end of the day because they've got cameras everywhere. Yeah. He did go over to the monitor though, didn't he, Alex? Yeah, it was strange because um, it felt like Maury was following the rules than like kind of adapting it to the to the situation. Uh, but you do have to blame Mitrovic to, a, to an extent because he's gone over to the ref afterwards and said that wasn't a red card when he was the one that went down like he'd been shot after he like, felt the, the smallest of touches from Suchek's elbow, who ultimately wasn't in the wrong at all. Um, so it definitely has to go down to Mitrovic, but VAR should have looked at the situation, seen that Mitrovic was even going, I dived and said, well, we'll just play on from, from where you were then. Yeah. Uh, Peter Crouch had to say this, I believe, in a tweet uh, about the incident. He said, my pointy elbows wouldn't stand a chance in today's game. Uh, so, yeah, Crouchy giving his point of view. Of course, he's got a, his podcast coming out next Wednesday. Have a listen to that if you will enjoy it. Um, going on to Mike Dean now, and we'll come on to Thomas Sojcek and what he's had to say about him. Uh, but he's had more red cards this season than any other Premier League uh, referee this season with six. Um, now, it... 
he's been he's basically had de- received death threats and i think we all agree this is not the way to go about it and even soychek said it in his statement about don't give him hate he got the decision wrong but he doesn't deserve that much abuse and i think we all agree in that don't we yeah referees shouldn't be scared to make the wrong decision because uh i know with fans it's hard when there's fans in the stadiums referees have a lot more pressure to make a decision that everyone thinks is fair but now it's the media taking to it as well and yeah. death threats is not the way to go i can get say, singing all the songs like the referees are so and so uh when you're in the stands when you're loving the moment but you, you sitting at home sending this guy death threats because you've got nothing better to do it's just sad yeah it's sad um, Alex, what did you make of uh, Thomas Soychek's reply to everybody sending him online hate? I thought it was uh, very good. It was the best thing he could have done in the situation. Um, and I think more professional footballers these days have to do something like that to like probably calm the fans because ultimately the fans are... Uh, I mean, the, the players are who the fans look up to and try and follow in what they do on social media. And if Suchek's standing up for the referee, maybe the fans will stand up for the referee as well. Uh, I know um, that ultimately the referee was in the wrong, but it's the heat of the situation. You have to make a decision. And if you get it wrong, or if you get it right even, either way you're going to be abused in, in some sort of way by a set of fans. So it's, it's never hard. to. It's always hard, I mean, to be a, a referee. And it's probably, yeah, the best thing Suchek could have done in the situation. So for those that don't know that we're talk- what we're talking about, the comment that Soychek said was, whatever decisions are made on the pitch should stay on the pitch. I don't like hearing about it interfer- interfering with personal life, and I send Mike Dean and his family my support. There is no place for abuse of any kind. It is in the past, and I'm now focused on the rest of the season. And yeah, that is definitely the best thing he could have said in this situation. Yeah, hopefully um, more footballers take note of what Soychek's done and we can see this if another referee makes an error, which I'm pretty sure will happen because it's indefinitely going to happen. Um, Potato salad merchant. <laughs> um, the next game was Liverpool versus Manchester City. Manchester City win 4-1 in the end at Anfield. The first time they've ever won at Anfield in, I believe, 18 years, uh, so since 2003. Um, City, uh, they definitely deserved it. Alisson, is he the best keeper in the world? <laughs> um, well, I mean, one game doesn't really yeah. define you, but a world-class keeper probably wouldn't make two or three mistakes like this in the same game. So it's, oh, I don't know. I know, I know everybody has their off days though. So like, yeah. and especially just, just put it down to that. Just put it down to that. Yep. Um, Phil Foden was, I don't know. Phil Foden was definitely the man of the match. One of the best individual performances I've seen so far this season. Um, he took. He literally looked like prime David Silva, didn't he? Generational talent. Yep. Um, but yeah, he, well, this was his stats from the game. Um, one goal, final third passes completed was two. Big chances created one, final third entries two, assists one, and crosses completed zero. But apart from those stats, he was... He ran the game for City. I know you want to say something, Joe. Yeah, this was at Anfield again, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's no longer that fortress that it used to be, is it? No, it's it's the injuries. I think well, whether we would know if Van Dijk was in the team and et cetera, Joe Gomez, I, I don't think they would be in this state. But yeah, with the injuries, ultimately Anfield's 
an easy place to go at the moment anyway. And uh, the fans are probably a very big thing as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, now, Chelsea just got through against Sheffield United, winning 2-1 at Bramall Lane. Uh, I believe Jorginho got the winner. Uh, Chelsea moved to fifth. Alex, did you manage to get the game? Uh, uh, no. I no. watched the highlights, but um, I wasn't really interested in this one. Yeah. Not very big. Any, any good goals? Uh, I mean, Jorginho's winner was a penalty in it. It probably was a penalty. Um, nothing really controversial about it. Um, I thought that I watched some of the highlights and it looked like Sheffield uh, United created quite a lot of chances compared to some of the other games um, that they've had this season. And they were probably a bit unlucky to, to go away losers, but ultimately Chelsea are playing quite a nice style of football at the moment and probably deserved it. Yep. Um, now, we'll go on to the uh, Club World Cup. And Bayern Munich are the f- winners uh, of the Club World Cup 2021. Uh, they played ta- Tigress or Tigers, um, who are the first CONCACAF team to play in the World Cup Club Cup final. Um, Bayern are the second team to have ever won um, six trophies or six trophies in a whole season, uh, I believe. And Barcelona, of course, in a 2009, I believe, under Pep Guardiola, were that other team. Um, Hansi Flick, he has absolutely been amazing. And he's worked that team because everyone forgets that team wasn't doing so well uh, when it was under the previous manager. I can't remember the name of. But yeah, he's he's redefined it, Bayern, hasn't he? Was it not Tuchel? Or was it, no, it wasn't no, Tuchel, no, was it? No, Tuchel was at Dortmund and then PSG. Yeah, it, yeah so Hansi Flick's just changed it all around at Bayern, hasn't he? can't believe he, he didn't win the, the Coach of the Year award. That's a bit... Yeah. I think he will win it next year, though. I, I don't think there's any doubts about that. Yeah, definitely. Go on, Joe. Didn't he, like... I don't think he pulled in any really big money moves, did he? Not not, not I'm aware of. I think he just changed the style of play. And, I mean, yeah, and he's obviously did. meshed really well with the players. He brought yeah. in a cheap Sane, to be fair. Oh, yeah. But other than that... Just backup players to promoting. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if anybody heard, but Doug, Douglas Costa is like a great player. He he's he wants to leave because he's he, do, he doesn't think he's going to get any game time, and he's a top <laughs> player. He's played at Juventus as well, so that's even more mad to think. Here's a big stat for you: Bayern have won more trophies than they've lost games this season, <laughs> which is five. How how insane is that? That is ridiculous. Very very. Um, but yeah. Credit to Bayern, uh, second ever team to win six trophies in a whole season. Um, now, going from good news to bad news now. Um, but, it, well, it's sort of a good news. I mean, the government are to change the law uh, after racist abuse online on social media. Um, they've sent an open letter, I believe, to the social media companies. Um, I think we, we've been debating about this the past three or four weeks now, haven't we? And this is ultimately what we wanted to get in contact with the uh, social media authorities. Yeah, it just needs to be, there needs to be something in place to reduce this because people still think it's okay. And I think the government now taking a stand and saying, no, this isn't all right, is going to make it more of a message to the people that were doing it, which is a minority. Yeah, It It isn't a lot of people, but it's too much. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, I've, I've heard this thing from Paul Merson this week, Joe, an ex-Arsenal player, and he said everybody who creates a social media account should 
put their passport ID in. Would you say that's a good way to go or is that going into people's privacy, would you say? That is definitely breaking some privacy laws. With companies like Facebook getting in trouble for breaches of privacy, which we saw a couple of years back, um, Zuckerberg was in court after leaking people's data just to advertising companies. If we take that to the point where your birthplace, your date of birth, um, you, like everything down to your what job you're in, if, if that's on Facebook or Instagram, it's just not safe considering how easy it is to break into someone's account right now. Yeah. Um, we'll go on to some injury news now. And there is about five injuries, something ridiculous. Uh, so we'll start off with Manchester United's Paul Pogba. Uh, and can you remember, was it his back, Alex? Or was it his leg, uh, hamstring? I, I remember thinking it was his back. Like he was walking off, like, not like he had some, like, in the lower regions of his, his body. Like, it, yeah, it was just a very awkward walk off the pitch. I remember the uh, commentators didn't know what happened either. So, yeah. yeah. Um, because it it was an out of play incident, wasn't it? He wasn't on the ball when it happened. Um, so he, he's apparently out for a few weeks in question marks. Um, Callum Wilson is out for six to eight weeks uh, for Newcastle. That's not good news considering they're starting to mesh really well, especially with Joe Willock coming in. So that's another big loss for them. Neymar is out injured for four weeks. Um, so apparently he will miss the first leg of the Barcelona tie, which is vital for PSG if they want to do well. And he'll also, he's also in doubt for the second leg um, against Barcelona as well. Um, another injury, James Justin is out with an ACL injury. So that'll be a long time, I presume, before he comes back. Alex, injury news on Everton? Um, so I think uh, it's just DCL, Pickford um, and obviously Gabamin. He, he might be dead at this point. I've not seen him in about one and a half years. Um but I think DCL's, I think it's just a muscle thing. He'll be out uh, just for the Fulham game. And then, obviously, Pickford's had uh, something to do with his hand, I think, which isn't very good. But I think he'll be back for the City game as well. So, good news. Um, yep. Um, so, they're all quite key players, aren't they, for each of the teams? Yeah. I think it, we're getting to this point in the season where some of the players that have been playing quite a lot already are starting to to drop almost like flies. So it's definitely going to be hard for some of the fitness um, staff at the clubs to to integrate the different things back into the, the club. Yeah, especially because if you think about it at the moment, ever since, what, November time, maybe even before October, we've been playing two games a week. And, that, and that's quite a lot for the players to take. Yeah. And especially if it's going to be in the Champions League, which is in the next couple of weeks, that's even more high intensity. So, yeah, it'll be hard for them. Uh, I also forgot to mention before about Manchester City having 15 consecutive wins in all competitions. Apparently, that's a record for the English top fight, flight club. Is it too early for to, to call the City better than the 100 points team? Because that 100 points team was insane. And some people don't think nobody gets near them. So what, what do you think? Too uh, early to call? Uh, um, I think it is... Uh too early um i'm not sure because the city the city under points team were absolutely phenomenal like they won the league i think were they the first team to get um three digits uh yeah they were 100 points yeah um uh, well there's there's no reason why this city team can't be as good as them if not better but yeah again if they 
until they get like the Aguero, the De Bruyne back, I don't think we'll see them full strength, even though they are brilliant already. So it's yeah, definitely too early to tell for me. Well, I think it would be interesting to see how far they can go this season, though. Yeah. Because with their team, it's not like they can't do it. Yeah. Like, no one can say, no, there's not a chance of getting close to it because we just don't know how strong they are, really. Yeah, people are already saying that they've got one hand on the trophy. Do you two agree with that? Yes. Yeah. I I don't think United are going to win it this season. I'm sorry, Dan. Yeah, no, they are five points in, ahead of us with a game in hand, and we're in yeah. second. So, yeah, it is it's going to be a tough uh, fight against them. Um, I want I know I glanced over Phil Foden before, but I want to focus on him a bit more. Um, so we'll we'll come on to all the midfielders and stuff in a sec. But is this, and I'm being serious here, is this guy a generational talent? Yeah, hands down. Yeah, I think I think given one more season, he might even be one of the best midfielders in the Premier League letting a, alone a, a generational talent maybe to come. Because already he's he's blown Liverpool out of the water. He's had some good games this season already. And I think if you give him one more season, if he's hitting like 15, 20 goals, then we already, like, we'd have to be naming him in top three, top five Premier League midfielders. Oh, I think uh, he's already one of the top 10 Premier League midfielders, in my opinion. Yeah, he's definitely got that sort of talent, but... I think until he's had another one or two seasons where he has shown he is at that level, then people will always call him like inconsistent, maybe a one-season wonder. So, yeah, I definitely think he can do it. But until he does it, we don't think we can name him as one of the best in the league. So uh, I'll just read out his stats, and this is insane at the moment. So his 2019-20 stats were 23 matches, five goals, two assists. This season, he's done that and got another assist in a short amount of time with 17 matches, five goals and three assists. And I know the stats aren't up there with you, De Bruyne's and Bruno's and everything like that. But like we said the other week, he's like a Jack Grealish. He's that playmaker that nobody really, everybody knows him and every, everybody says, oh, he's the best player. But the stats aren't there to show it. But we all know he's a great player. Yeah, like... His, his role in the team isn't really to get goals. Like, he can do it, and he's proven that he can do it time and time again. But that's not really what he brings to the table. It's more of the creative play. Yeah, uh, and I know this is only under 23s, but for Manchester City in the 17-18 season, he had nine matches, six goals, and five assists. Which is a ridiculous <laughs> stat. That is absolutely ridiculous. Um, but... So, so I'm going to say, right, next five years, where's Phil Foden going to be? Is he going to, because he says he's going to be at Manchester City until he finishes his career. I'm pretty sure he said that. Do you reckon he'll move? Do you reckon, I don't, do you reckon he'll move? Do you reckon he'll stay at City? What do you reckon will happen? And will he be I think you can pretty much player? guarantee he'll stay at City for a few years. Like most players that we see, that we see do well at City stay. Hmm. For, for, a, for a decent amount of time. Yeah, I don't think there's a, another team that he'd probably go to. Like City are probably at this point, maybe buying or pushing them, but I think they are one of the best teams in the world at the moment. And like, even right. if he does okay. leave for... What? You all right? What's up? What's on what? All right. What someone says? All right, go on. Carry on, Alex. Uh, I was, Did you like, lose me? I, I, think we might, I think we might have. Alex, carry on. Uh, so, like, even, like, you could go to Barcelona and all that and have that fame and everything of going to, like, one of the, the best teams ever. 
but then I don't think they're going to be on City le- City's level until they like sign some more players in the next five or ten years. So it, when he's in his prime, I don't think Foden should go anywhere. Maybe he should like venture around Europe unless he has like one of the the messy situations where you go well. He's not proven around the world, so we can't call him the best in the world. And then he might want to move around then. But he has that aura around him that he, he seems like a, a one-team player, like Gerard or your, your skulls and stuff. Do you know who he really, really reminds me of? And I know Jack Grealish sort of reminds me of him as well. Paul Gascoigne. <laughs> Paul, I nearly lost yeah, my voice. Yeah. Paul Gascoigne or Gaza. Uh, he really reminds me of him. He just plays like oh. nobody cares. Um, and Al Lazio as well. Um, and yeah, he, he's just a brilliant player and he expresses himself brilliantly on the football pitch. Um, but could could even captain England or is it too too early to say? I don't feel like he, he's... Well, he might be, you never know, but he doesn't seem like he's captain sort of player. Like He's a very, very good player, but he doesn't seem that vocal, if, if, to be honest. That's just my opinion. He seems to stick his head down and work rather than yeah. telling other people what to do. Yeah. I mean, it could be like a silent captain, like I believe Gareth Southgate Messi. did with Harry Kane. Um, and then also Henderson was the vocal point in that England team in the World Cup. So we could see something like that, but I suppose you never know. Um, right, so... For the Euro squad, uh, we're getting ever so near the summer, which means Euro 2021 time. Um, I want you to pick three of these players that you would have in your midfield or slash attack. Um, so it is Phil Foden, Jack Grealish, James Madison, Jaden Sancho, Marcus Rashford, Mason Mount, Bukayo Saka and Raheem Sterling. How many are we picking? Three each. So I'll let you guys go first. They're, they're in different positions now. I know, yeah. Just... just... Just, I don't know. Ah. Should we say pick one winger and then pick one two winger midfielders? And two midfielders. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's pretty easy. It's pretty easy. It's the winger. Okay, go on, Alex. I'm going to go. Who are you thinking? Raheem Sterling. Yeah. Phil Foden and Jackie Grealish. Can you say Raheem again? Raheem. 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 <laughs> Raheem Sterling. It's Raheem. Raheem Sterling. That's what they say on uh, commentary and stuff. Raheem right. Sterling. <laughs> That's probably from down south. Anyway, uh, so who so who have you gone? Just to remind us. Uh, Raheem Sterling, uh, yeah. Phil Foden and Jack uh, Grealish. Jack, not Jack. Right, okay. Jack. Joe, who have you gone? Uh, I'm going to go with Saka, Sancho and Grealish. Oh, Joe's gone for two wingers and one midfield. Right, yeah. so that that's both good team, both good trios, should we say? Um, Don't pick Mount. Don't pick Mount. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go Grealish, Rashford or Sterling. I'm gonna go Foden, Grealish, and Rashford, just because I have to Spice stick with my guns. Yeah. Um, now I want you to pick three of these as well. Uh, strikers up front, and these are the Premier League top English goal st- scorers, I believe. So we've got Harry Kane with 13 goals, Calvert Lewin the same with 13 goals, Bamford one behind with 12 goals, Vardy with 11, Ollie Watkins with 10, Cam Wilson also with 10, Danny Ings on seven, and Tammy Abraham on six. Um, <laughs> what? Well, who are we saying for this one? 
So that's all of the goal tally so far this season. Uh, I want you to pick two. So we're playing two up front two? as well. Yep. Oh, I, I, I know what I'm going to pick then. Do you go with the? I know what you're going to. You're going to go with Kane and Calvert Lewin. Kane and, Kane and um, Dominic Calvert Lewandowski. I thought you were going to go with that. What about you, Joe? I'm going to go with Tammy Abraham and Calvert Lewin. Uh, Abraham because of the vertical because he's amazing in the air he's such a beast and then Calvert-Lewin because he's sexy beast very I mean, sexy can Jamie Vardy even come back because he's left I the national team I think he's retired team. isn't he yeah. yeah so I don't know if Vardy's fully in the equation uh, but yeah I have to go with the deadly duo like Alex Harry Kane and Calvert-Lewin even if Kane has to sit back and play as more of a cam or centre forward I still think that would be a deadly duo, like we've seen with Kane and Son. Um, but yeah, those are our mini sort of predictions for the lineups. I'm sure we'll do a predicted lineup for the Oros uh, yeah. when it comes to the time. But yeah, we'll we'll wait and see. <music> Score prediction time. Now, Alex has got a whiteboard slash pen of paper. Um, for the results so we will be tallying them up every single week or we will be um, but yeah the first game we're going to start off with is Leicester City versus Liverpool at the King Power Stadium at half 12 what? do you have to get like the score right or do you, like if you yeah. predict someone to win then you get a point score prediction has to be right okay right okay um, so Joe we'll go with you first wait so wait wait for the scoring are we going to tally it up and then at the end of the season someone gets a prize for whoever gets the Yeah, most Yeah, we can do. We can someone do. gets the, the revenue of the, the JDA account. <laughs> the revenue? Zero. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> less than a Freddo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should we say the winner gets a Freddo? Yeah. Yeah. Right, we'll do that. We'll, that. Call it, we'll call but it the Fred. By the end of the season, it'd be like 15 quid, though. Right, okay, Alec, just ignore okay, that. Um, so, <laughs> so, should we call it the Freddo... Uh, I'm trying to Freddo think of the name Cup. on the spot here. The Freddo Cup, I thought. Freddo Cup. The Freddo chart, the Freddo tally. <laughs> Freddo should, we call tally. It, should we call it the Freddo tally? Freddo's yeah. Freddo, because it might be a spreadsheet. <laughs> Well, Please. What are we saying? What, what are we Freddo saying? Freddo Spreado. Right, we're calling it the Freddo Spreado. Right, so we've got the Freddo Spreado. It has officially been confirmed. Um, it's Leicester City versus Liverpool. Half 12, King Pass Stadium. We've already said this. Joe, the first ever Freddo Spreado score prediction. What are you going with? Right. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say... I'm going to say 2-1 to Leicester because I don't think Liverpool are going to do very well at all. Um, and we all just love to slag off Jason. Fair enough. Um, Alex, what are you going? Uh, I'm going to go 2-0 to um, the Closet Copites. <laughs> okay. Um, I think it's going to be That's Liverpool. Liverpool, by the way. I think Liverpool are going to win this one. 2-0 Liverpool. City versus Spurs, half five kickoff at the Etihad. Joe, what are you saying? I think City are going to continue their run here. It's going to be a good performance from Tottenham, but at the end of the day, it's not going to cut it. And I'm going to say 2-0 to City, because when they start scoring, they don't stop. <laughs> Alex? Uh, I'm feeling... Uh, it's either going to be 1-0 or... Three or four nil. Um, I'm gonna go. I don't know. Three one. I'm gonna go three one. 
I think, uh, yeah, I'm going to go through. I had 3-1 in my head before, so yeah, I'll go with 3-1 to Manchester City. Uh, next game, Southampton versus Wolves. These are all the big games, by the way. We're not going to go through every single score prediction. Um, Southampton versus Wolves on Sunday at 12 o'clock at St. Mary's. What's your score prediction, Joe? I this is a tough one. I think Southampton will at the end of the day cut it just um, two one. No, one nil to Southampton. Yeah, Alex. Uh, I'm going to go two one to Wolves because I think they'll get their revenge on um, the FA Cup. Yep, um, it's a tough one. As we said before, James Ward-Prowse. If you give him a, a free kick, guaranteed goal. Um, it's going to be a tough one. I'm going to go one all. Um, yeah, I think it will be a balanced game. The next game is Arsenal versus Leeds United on Sunday at half four at the Emirates. Of course, this tide was played last year in the FA Cup where Arsenal won one nil. What's your score prediction for this one, Joe? I think it's going to be a very tough game. Both teams are going to battle a very good performance, but um, I think both teams are going to get a point from this one and it'll be one all. Alex? Um, I, I coming into it, I think Leeds are probably the favourites, but I think Arsenal. I think this is the type of the match where they'll pull it out of the bag. Um, and I'm going to go two nil to Arsenal. Uh, of course, Arsenal have been on and off lately. Leeds have been all right, but conceded a, a ton of goals. Um, I think it'll be an all goal fest. I'm going to go three all. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see. Um, of course, there are, there are Europa League games, so I don't know if you want to do score predictions on them. It's completely no, I'll up stick to you. To the Premier League, I think. All right, okay, we'll stick to the Prem. Um, so the next game is Everton versus Manchester City, Wednesday, eight fifteen, Goodison Park. Alex, under the lights. What are you saying? Uh, I think we'll we'll nick a goal and we'll get a one-all draw. Oh, go on, yeah. Joe. So, it's my mum's birthday, and as a birthday gift, I think she's going to get um, a loss from City. Yeah. So, so, I think Everton are going to win 1-0. Oh. Special. I, I I'm not sure. I don't. I think the streak will go on for City, unfortunately. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to go 2-1 City. I think Everton will put up a bit of a fight. Early um, will start crying at Ben Godfrey. Um, so yeah, that is the spreado, the Fredo spreado done. Now there is some other games, but we're not going to score predict them just yet because they they take place in March. But I'll just run through them quickly. These are the quarterfinals for the FA Cup. So we've got Everton versus Manchester City, and again. this is the first time in yeah exactly again. This is the first time in forty years that they've both met in the FA Cup. So it's been a while. Um, Leicester play United uh, away at the King Power. Um, Bournemouth Championship side, of course, play Southampton. I believe that's a bit of a derby. I can't remember the name of the derby, though. Off Coast derby. Yeah, I, I think it has more of a meaning, but I don't know. Um, Chelsea versus Sheffield United as well. Um, we'll give an early, early score prediction for the winner. Who do you think is going to win this year's FA Cup? Everton. <laughs> oh, the toffees. Um, I think, oh, I don't know, I don't know. Because I'm never optimistic about our chances in any cup at all. But uh, I want to be, to manifest it. So I'm going to say Everton. Joe? I think City or United probably have the best shot. Yeah. Chelsea Chelsea also got to the final last year, but we'll see if they can do it under Thomas Tuchel. Uh, But for me, 
It to be fair, to t- Chelsea's a good shout because Tuchel will want to do something big and I don't think he's in a position to come anywhere close to the title right now. Yeah, uh, I think Leicester with some of their injuries that they've got, with James Justin especially at the back, that doesn't help maybe. But they've got Pereira, I suppose. Um, but yeah, it is a tough one. But I think it's either one of one of the Manchester clubs or Chelsea for me in the end. But yeah, we'll have to see if they've got polls anymore. Um, so... Alex, would you do the honour of reading the player, manager, Whoa. and goal of the month out for us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, what's goal of the month? Oh, I didn't oh, have I, the... I, know who, I know who it is. Uh, so, know. the player of the month was Manchester City's Ilkay Gundogan, uh, which I think we all predicted, I think. I don't know. Uh, let me get it from last week. I'll have a quick look. Keep going, though. I don't think I did. And then manager of the month was uh, also a Manchester City, um, I don't know, and then it was Pep Guardiola. And then goal of the month was Mohamed Salah's goal uh, against West Ham United, uh, which uh, I think is deserved. Yeah, so we this was the player of the month uh, for the nominees anyway of January. So it was Dawson, Grealish, Gundogan, Leno, Madison, Pereira, Saka and Stones. I believe I said Stones. What did you I remember? said Saka. I might have said Stones. I think you did. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, I think you did. Uh, and then for the manager of the month, I think I... you t- Did you two say Potter? Yeah. Yeah, and I said Moyes. Uh, just yeah. because of what he did at West Ham. And then goal of the month. I don't think I we could didn't get any nominees for that. Um, but yeah, those are the winners of January. Um, that is it from us, I believe. Nothing else to talk about, I don't think. Um, it's just two minutes until five, so I might one minute now, so I might just be in time for Tracy Beaker. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but yeah, that is a bye from me. I'm me. I'm me. Thanks for watching slash listening. <laughs>